0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, to be at a mukham like this, it's obvious you're not just going to get there. It's going to be a walk because to be zoiche, to be at the kever of Rabbi Avram, then Rabbi David, Mipash of Pokiers, one of the all-time great Rishonim. In fact, in the Iri says, of all the Mepar Hashas, he was the greatest. So he say we don't even know him as one of the Meparish But the Me'iri writes, the greatest Mafari Shashas was the Ravid. We only have his commentary on a few Mesechdois, but it's been preserved in the Yeshita Me'kobatzes. Now in two places, the Ravid writes, I'm telling you this, Kach Nigla li, Misoid Hashem Li reyav. So he said he had some kind of divine revelation. He says this in Hilchos Lulav, Parak Ches, in Hilchois Beis Tabbachira, Parak Vav. So says the Chidah. what does it mean? li Mishay Hashem Lireyav. The Rikanti writes in Parashas Nosoi that the Rivet had Giloy Elioho. So we're talking about a Rishon that communicated with Elio himself. <coughs> There's a commentary on Sefer HaYetzira. Rav Chaim Vital says this is not from the Rivet. Now he's called the Rivet Bal Hasogoyz. Everybody wants to know, what does it mean, Bal Hasogos? The word Hasogos here means the author of the critiques on the Rambam. Hasogos are critiques. Now, he wrote Hasogos on the riff, and he apologized that he had to write Hasogos on the riff. He just felt that we could not rely on the riff in all circumstances. Then he wrote Hasogos on the Rambam. The Ravid himself says he has the greatest respect for the Rambam. And what the Rambam did was, Malacha gedola. However, he did not want people to feel they could just rely on the Rambam carte blanche. So therefore, he felt he had to write Hasogos on the Rambam. Furthermore, he did not feel that the term Mishnah Torah, that you have Chumash, and you have the Rambam, and the Rambam is secondary to the Torah, he didn't feel that that was correct, and therefore he felt compelled to write Hasogos on the Rambam. The Ravi was born in 1120. He was a student of Rabbeinu Meshulam and a student of Ramosha Hadarshan. He's the son-in-law of the II, Raivet Avbezdin. He was a very wealthy man like Rabbeinu Tam. And he single-handedly supported the entire yeshiva at his own expense. And despite his great wealth, he eschewed all physical pleasure as a way of combating the Yitzhahara. So he was an ascetic saint, a tzaddik. Now in 1172, Al-Ziar... Who was the lord of Poquier? He was very jealous of the Rivet and he uh, accused the Rivet and the Rivet was imprisoned um, and he was slandered against. However, Count Roger II of Carcassonne arranged the release of the Rivet and then the uh, lord of Poquier himself was imprisoned. The Rivet began writing at a very young age and he also, besides writing Hasagas on the Rambam, I'm going to tell you one of the most well known Hasagas the Rivet ever wrote on the Rambam. The Rambam has a kasha in Hilchash Tshuva, Paragvav, The Rambam asks, why did God punish the Egyptians? God decreed, So the Egyptians had a responsibility to carry out the divine will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So why were the Egyptians punished? Says the Rambam, because it was not decreed on any particular mitzri that they have to carry out that decree. So therefore, any Egyptian who stood up to fulfill the decree was Doing an Avera. That's the Rambam. Ask the Rivid Just the opposite. If it was not decreed on any Egyptian that they have to enslave us, then call hakoidem zoichev harei veniskar, that any Egyptian who enslaved us should be rewarded. By the way, this argument of the Raivid was invoked in the Eichmann trial that the Nazis should be rewarded for what they did because they were carrying out a divine decree. But that's how the Rivid views it. That once God decreed it, then anyone who fulfills it is fulfilling the, the divine will. And the rivid says, well, they went overboard, they did more, they were just, uh, it was just decreed that they should enslave the Jewish people, it was not decreed that they should torture us. Okay, so now a few things the rivid wrote. Tamim Deim. Are you familiar with that word? The Tamim Deim of the Rivid. The rivid also wrote something called Bate Hanefesh. The laws of Tarsamishbacha. The Mechaber relies on the, ri- the Ravid in the Bassei Hanafesh very often. <clears throat> now, the Ravid received Kabbalistic instruction from who? Ravid the Second, from his father-in-law, from Eliyahu Anovi. And we're going to move on um, in a moment to the Ravid's son. The Ravid had a son who was also or- extraordinary, and this son we're going to see was considered the father of Kabbalah. But it's a really a great tzuchus to be at the Kevra Rav Ram Ben Rav David Mipash Gaira. Now, the Ravid II wrote the Sefer Hoeshkol. You probably have heard the Sefer Eshkol. That's Ravid II. Ravid third wrote the Hasagois, Chidu Shas. And the Ravid third also wrote something which is a matter of controversy. And that is the commentary on the Torah's Kayanim. You look the the Taraskayanim, you have the Pirsha Raivet. The Chavaz Yoyer says, this is not Raivet the Third, And the Chida says, with all due respect to the Chavaz Yoyer, he's not correct about this, but the Ravid wrote the preeminent commentary on the Taras Kayanim. The Pirsha Raivet is the Ravid Bal HaSagoy. So uh, we're going to say a Kephitzl Telem over here, and then we're going to speak about the Ravid's son.